Hi, this is Mark, and this is the Ballpark Hunter Podcast. Thank you for joining us tonight. With me today is Michael Garman. He is a avid baseball fan from Connecticut who's also had a steamed cheeseburger, one of those awesome regional foods that I have not had yet. Almost, but not had yet. So, Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem. Oh, I'm sorry. I think you cut out for a minute. I couldn't hear that. Oh, okay. Yeah, my I got a faulty wire here. I got to work on that. Yeah, Michael is one of the gentlemen who reached. I reached out to the Twitterverse the other day, and I said, hey, I need some people on my show who's interested in coming on. And I didn't know what kind of response I was going to get. But Michael and a few other people were like, yeah, we'll help you out. But when do you want to meet? So uh, Michael agreed to meet with me tonight. So I appreciate you coming on on sure. short notice. Yeah. So you live in Connecticut, and I assume you have been to quite a few ballparks. You remember your first sure. ball- yeah. Do you remember your first ballpark you went to? How old you were? What attracted you to it? The first ballpark I went to was with my family when I was about five or six years old. I charting field in Newport, Rhode Island, nice. where I grew up. At one of the oldest parks in the country, and local summer collegiate team that you know Fort Gold that plays there and I started going regularly after that and really got into baseball by just going there repeatedly. Uh, first professional game I went to was a couple years later at McCoy Stadium in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Pawtucket Red Sox were there for uh, almost 50 years before they just moved to Worcester Mass. I know. I know. That's heartbreaking. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was so disappointing that couldn't find a way to keep the team in the state. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shame. And that ballpark was there for well over 75, 80 was, years, I yeah. think. And yeah, I do a podcast with a gentleman called Paul Baker. He's the uh, president of uh, Stadium Journey. He grew up in, uh, right down the street, going to games, many memories. He used to work there. I think he cried. I think he cried when they moved. But when he. Yeah, uh, it was very disappointing. It was such a place to see a game and it was uh, it was a point of pride for the state to have the team there yeah and it, it's too bad they couldn't think of a way to put a team in providence or right maybe someplace else like yet yeah, maybe pawtucket might not have been the the sexy place to do it anymore because yeah. it was a residential area and it was that's not where we put ballparks anymore sure. but yeah providence would be a city that i think would be fine some kind of Minor Absolutely, like third largest city in New England. It's yeah, so much going on there. You'd think there would have been some way they could have figured it out. Yeah, I mean, they brought baseball to Worcester. They brought baseball to Hartford. I mean, Portland they just did. seems like a natural thing. Uh, now, you did mention the Woo Sox. Have you been out to a game, or do you want to go out to a game? I have. I've been to Polar Park in Worcester twice now. It's no, it's all right. It's not particularly distinctive, but mm-hmm. it's. I think I understand it's still mostly a work in progress, mm-hmm. especially the area around the park. There's still, yeah. yeah be honest. You, you can be honest here. If you hate yeah, it, not really. Know. It wasn't really. I haven't really loved it either time, but I'm interested in seeing how that whole area around the park develops. Yeah, so. yeah it's going to take some time. I know from my experience, when you go to a brand new ballpark, it's a construct a construction zone. For sure. Uh, that was the case in Nashville, Tennessee. That was the case in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, the minor league ballpark in Milwaukee for the Milkmen. 
everything's under construction. You just, you're not going to really appreciate it until about five, six years. Absolutely. So let's, let's hope that's the case. And uh, I think Hartford, Connecticut was another ballpark. Uh, there was a lot of construction going on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now that's finally. Yeah. That, a lot better now. Yeah. Now it's a whole new world over there. So yeah. Yeah. Lot, yeah you, you let, you have a nice little area in New England. You get to go to all these cool ballparks. They're not too absolutely. far away. I'm a little bit envious. I mean, we have ballparks out here in Indianapolis, but not to the degree that you guys have them. Yeah. But yeah, Cardine's Field, you mentioned that as your first ballpark. I've actually been to a game there. And uh, I'm on record for saying that's probably one of the most, that's probably the quirkiest ballpark I've ever seen. Would definitely agree with you on that. It's just, you talk about ballparks in residential areas, have the outfield fences. Yeah, cut out and jagged angles working yes. around people's property. The jangle uh, edges. You have both dugouts on the same side. Yeah. The narrowest concourse I've ever seen. Oh yeah, uh, it's right off the street, so they warn you if you catch a foul ball that you may get hit and run over by a car and spend the night in ER. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you might. You know, it's been something along the lines of you won't be readmitted, but you might win a trip to intensive care. It's yeah, the same man yeah. who's been doing the PA since it started. He's paid. Yeah, that guy's a legend. I remember when I went there, we just, you know, just the way he talked and his mannerisms, they were like, oh, man, you got to pay attention to this guy. I had a lot of fun there because the place was packed. Oh, yeah, it's a great, by far the highest attendance for the New England Collegiate League. Like, most teams struggle to get over 1,000 fans. Uh, Newport's typically about 2,500, 2,600. And it feels like it, too. It's a fun community. Yeah, gathering place as well it's a great ballpark yeah it's a great city to visit i mean you know the food the yachts the scenery and then you got this this old funky little ballpark that just manages to keep trucking along uh it, you know it's uh you know it's a fun little region out there don't get back yeah. too don't get back out there too much perhaps uh you know would like to see the new ballpark at worcester and Definitely like to check out some other places. I, I went to Nashville when I was out there in Fenway, not to Dodd Stadium, which I, I can't imagine that's a place of activity these days with uh, the uh, summer collegiate team. So, right. Now, do you find yourself like making special trips to ballparks or? Do you just go locally, or do you do, or do you say, "Hey, I'm going to plan to check out maybe ballpark out of state and drive by"? So, it's becoming more of having some planned trips. It started as more of a local thing, but it's yes. starting to expand it into more of a. That's how it started with me. More of an intentional, like within the region and beyond, just trying to get to as many as I can. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it, it happened to me. I remember it was, you know, it was in New Jersey where I grew up and we had about eight different ballparks in the state. So you hit those up. Then you trek out to Staten Island in Brooklyn and you go down to Delaware, go up to Connecticut to uh, Bridgeport at the time, New Britain. Right. And then you're like, okay, now we're going to make some overnight trips. You know? Yeah. So you go up to upstate New York, you shoot down to uh, some parts of Pennsylvania, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, now I want to fly somewhere. And you don't want to go just, just, yeah, you don't want to go just for the baseball game. Right. Or for something else. But it, it's to that point now where I just travel because of the baseball game. I try to hit as many as I can. That's great. I, some Any highlights recently? Anywhere you really enjoyed seeing? Oh my goodness! I I remember 
I was very young. I, I bought an airline ticket. First time I flew out on my, by myself, went to Denver, Colorado, just to see the Rockies and then come back. But yeah, I would say highlights for me, uh, PNC Park in Pittsburgh is one of the best ballparks you're going to go. Beautiful view, great prices, ideal size. San Francisco's Oracle Park is nice as well. A little pricey for parking and tickets at times, but, you know, not, not, not the end of the world. Uh, Target Field in Minnesota is quite nice. That's one of those ballparks a lot of people don't talk about. However, you know, it's right off. Uh, you can get there by car. You can get there by mass transit train. There's hotels nearby. You can fly into Minneapolis, take the light rail system, hit up the Mall of America, hit up all the ballparks and stadiums in the Twin Cities and not even have to run a car. That's so, amazing. Yeah. And you don't think many cities where you can do that. No, there's not. And you don't think of Minneapolis, St. Paul as being one. You think of New York, Washington, yeah. Chicago. But yeah, you could definitely do that in, in Minneapolis. I always tell people, you know, if you're trying to travel, save some money, especially now with cars, you know, uh, the gas is high. The parking's going to be high if you stay downtown. And of course, uh, the car rental, you know, you're looking at 90 bucks a day. Uh, oh, yeah. At, at, as of this uh, this taping so or this video interview. So, yeah, you know, you know, I always tell people, try to go someplace where, you know, it's easy to get in and out. You can hit up a few ballparks and, uh, you know, maybe see something else. You know, sometimes I take the wife out with me. She's not a huge baseball fan. So her, uh, she doesn't want to do something else for the family. Yeah, she doesn't want to do baseball. And I get it. It makes sense. Fair enough. Let's do something she likes. We did. Uh, we went to San Francisco a few years ago, so we did Oakland Giants. We went out to Wine Country, and I took like this two-hour detour to go up to Lancaster and check out a uh, baseball team up there. No, Stockton, not Lancaster. Oh, cool. Lancaster's in Los Angeles. Uh, and one time, I left her family in Los Angeles at a family cookout to go to Lancaster, so I did do that. <laughs> years so yeah she kind of puts up with me but you know at the same time if we can take a trip my wife's dream is if we could take a trip and it has nothing to do with baseball ones <laughs> just feeling that won't happen anytime soon ah uh, you know yeah that's the problem i want to do it i really want to commit to it just it just doesn't happen so yeah, it's hard when you know you're somewhere you might not get back to anytime soon yeah that's the way i look at it it's like i'm out here i'm gonna have to buy another ticket you know let's just do it yeah. so uh, any ballparks you're looking to get to, you know, that are on your list? Like, I really want to go here. I hear so many great things about it. Well, you mentioned PNC Park. That's that and uh, Baltimore are probably next on my list as I oh, keep yeah. working my way south. Yeah. I've... Hmm. You're, you're on mute. I think I lost. Uh, ah, no. Oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> there you two. go. Okay, you said working your way down south to Baltimore. So Baltimore might as well probably to go to Washington while I'm down there. Yes. Oh yeah, you have to do Philly, Baltimore, Washington. That sure. Yeah, I just sense. did Philly a couple of weeks ago for the first okay. time. That was great. So, how did you like Philly? What did you think about their fans? And were you wearing an opposing jersey or shirt? I was not wearing an opposing jersey or shirt. Good. I figured I was all set on batteries. Yeah. yeah, so I was 
I think two weeks ago when they were playing Atlanta, the Friday night game, there was decent attendance for a chilly mm-hmm. September at evening game. I, great park. I and her I got there early. So plenty of time to walk around, check everything out. Yeah, that's key. Easy, easy to get there again without a car. I took the Amtrak down here. And oh, then, nice. Yeah. That's the real one. Yeah. 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 No, I, I'm not a Phillies fan, but yeah, I did like the ballpark. I enjoyed my time there. It's one of those yeah. ballparks I probably need to get back to uh, where my family lives in New Jersey. It's probably the closest ballpark to me right, right now. They moved down to uh, Monmouth Junction, which is uh, right by Princeton. And oh, nice. So it's on the way. Yeah. It's on the way. It's about an hour. And then, of course, I uh, live in between Trenton Thunder and the Somerset Patriots. Oh, very cool. Uh, so it, it's weird. It's like both ballparks are almost the same distance in miles. So, yeah. you know, I'm never too far from some baseball when I go back home. Uh, all right. So you did Philly. How many major league ballparks have you been to? Uh, is it been to six now, six to 30 Fenway. Nice. Both in New York, Philly, uh, Toronto and Seattle. Okay. Now, I'm assuming you are a Red Sox fan. Is that correct? I am. Okay. Now, do you despise the New York Yankees with all your might? I would say that's a fair assessment. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There were uh, on New York radio, they were talking about the, the worst playoff collapse or the worst exit from a playoff is the New York Mets losing this year after 101 wins. And everybody's bringing up, what about the Yankees blowing an yeah. o, an o, a 3-0 lead to the Red Sox in 4 and That's a little these, worse than going 1-2 and two against San Diego. Yeah, I, I look at that too, and all these Yankee fans are saying, we we won since then. We won since then. I said, how many World Series have the Red Sox won since then? Yeah. Four. You jumped, yeah. you jumped, you, you, you broke the uh, curse of Babe Ruth, you fools. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just thought that was so I go, I go, guys, there's no way the Mets having a really great regular season and losing in the playoffs two games to one. Yes, it was disappointing for us Mets fans. I'm one of them, right? But it wasn't a 3 0 lead against the Atlanta Braves. No, it was, and, and they go on to win the World Series. No, it was, it was pretty bad. Let's be honest. Yeah, I was I was following the Mets pretty closely. It was a frustrating second half, but still, I'm sure I can't complain too much about a 101 win season. Even you know, that's kind of how I look at it. I'm disappointed. I wanted the division. I hated how things unfolded, but that's that's the chase. You know, you're not right. uh, a, the division winner until you clinch it, and and they didn't do it this year. And you, you easily could have won it. They hosted all three games. They could have won all those. They could have won two of them, and they could have been playing uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers right now, and who knows what yeah. would have happened. I don't think the Mets were going to win the World Series this year. No. I, I figured it was going to either be Houston or LA. The Yankees have been playing 500 balls since the All-Star break. I don't think they're winning the World Series, but – They still look bad. Who knows? They don't look like they put together a team anymore. They, yeah. they don't have the bullpen they need. Yeah, the bullpen stuff. Now, now, depending on when this uh, video comes out, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, episode comes out, the Yankees may have won the World Series. So, yeah, <laughs> let's let me make sure I put this out before the World Series uh, concludes. I don't, I don't want to look like a buffoon up here. So, now you're a young guy, and you grew up with the Red Sox being a pretty damn good team, winning a lot sure. of World Series. Uh, 
much different than the people I grew up with that always complain about the curse of Babe Ruth. We can never uh, win 75 World Series, 86 Bill Buckner. Uh, how is it being a young Red Sox fan? It like, is. You know, I do get that a lot, though. And I do sort of definitely, I definitely see where people are coming from. Like people, older fans will tell me, oh, you don't really have a perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like, I agree with that. Like, and I've tried to, I've tried to read up a lot on team history. But I think I have a pretty good sense of it, but that's different than actually having experienced it. And so, like, I, I could tell you his stats from years when they weren't very good, but it's not the same as. Having watched year in year out as team constantly disappointed, I I don't know. I've never. I guess I've never really had that. So it's oh, even in seasons when they've fallen apart spectacularly, there's always been the expectation of contention. Yeah, yeah like they'll bounce back. They're the Red Sox. They have four World Series in, in less than twenty years. I mean, it's, uh, no, it's nobody been a very else. Strange time in that they at last. In all but now, I think it's in all but two of the last 12 seasons, they finished either first or last. Like, you just don't know what to expect, and you yeah. never are too disappointed when they're not doing well because they go, they'll just wait the ship next year or the year after that. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, I, I have Red Sox fans and – you know, you know, some of these guys are in their 50s, 40s, 30s, and you know, they they remember you know, collapses and making the playoffs and not getting far. They remember, you know, uh, Aaron Boone hitting the game-winning yeah. home run in 03. They remember Carlton Fisk. They remember Buckner. They remember Clemens getting tossed out of the 1990 ALCS. Babe Ruth curse, woe is me. We have it bad. But, I mean, you're from a generation that really never experienced that. You don't yeah. remember. You weren't alive. And you're like, wait a minute, guys. Like, we're, we're the Red Sox. We're, we're like the Yankees. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that like flips people over the like it's just it's amazing how different generations think. And I it is, yeah. Like you, the way you described it is really accurate. Like my dad has been a Red Sox fan since nineteen seventy one. So he's seen a lot more of the bad that I have and Yes. It this manifests a lot itself a lot when we're like something's happening and if my expectation will be, oh, we'll find a way. Yeah. Red Sox. His expectation will be, oh, there's no way this is ever going to happen. We're the Red Sox. This is what we do. Yeah, because the same team, same fans. Is, the difference is about 40 years of perspective on it, 30, 40 years of perspective on it. Yeah, like like this past year, they went 78 and 84. Yeah. And this is coming after a 92 and 70 year last year. Uh, 2018 was the last year they won the World Series, uh, four games to one. And you're yeah. thinking, yeah, they won 108 games back then. I didn't realize they won that yeah. many. So they, they always yeah, found a way insane. to bounce back. It felt back. like they never lost that season or they ne were never out of the game. Yeah, well, I didn't realize they dominated 108 wins. Yeah, they... The Yankees was... won 100 games that year and the Red Sox won the division by eight games. Yeah. It's not easy to do when you have no. another 100-win team in your division. Yeah, or you can win 101 games and finish and with the same record uh -huh. as the Braves and finish... And now that they've gotten rid of tiebreakers, which I'm not a fan of. This comes down to your record on paper. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of hit or miss on that. You know, can you imagine if this? I don't know if the Red Sox in '78 held the tiebreaker. Can you imagine yeah, if they uh, did? 
<laughs> we would have. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you probably have heard of Bucky Dent, but you never, like, Bucky Dent probably never ticked you off. Right. Or, yeah, no, he didn't have a lasting grudge against him the way. Yeah. But if my dad's generation does. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Or the, the 67 season, 72, when they missed it by because of the strike yeah because of the strike cancellation yeah okay so you definitely know what i'm talking about so you definitely grew up in a family that yeah you know we're like i can die in peace and your dad's probably like oh thank my son gets to watch the red sox win every every so often you know exactly uh, you know believe you me i was i was a I'm young sorry, boy. i think you're frozen what's that oh was i frozen you were frozen for a minute you're oh. back now okay let me see not frozen anymore yeah so Good. It's yeah, just I you know, it's funny, like even with Met fans, I talk to them like the ones who don't remember 86 because they were too young or they weren't right. born. And let's be honest, if you were born in, you know, 1995, I mean, that's ancient history. Right. World Series. So, you know, I I can remember a time when the Mets were the most dominant team in baseball. But, you know, we're going on 30. We're going to be going on 36 years, 37 years next year. That's a long time ago. You know, sure. a 36 year old man has never seen the, the Mets win the World Series. So I get the grief and the complaints, but that's that's what it is about being a baseball fan. You, you got to yeah, you sort die. of have it from the opposite direction where like, your team's best run of success is now well, in the, not the, the dominant run is well in the past. Not mm. that it's. And so it's sort, of, it's sort of the younger fans who don't have that that perspective as yeah. opposed to. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I would love to be, I mean, a Cardinal fan I'd love to be because that team seems to be always successful. They have a few. They're always in it. They're always uh, in it. The Red Sox, they're they're either in it or they're out, you know. Or, or, you right, know, but, and you know pretty quickly. You know, and, he, you know, being, I would never want to say I want to be a Yankee fan, but, you know, the Yankees have not had a losing record since 1992. That was the last year they had a losing record, which that is amazing to think they have gone 30 years. 30 years of always being in contention or at least not having a. Yeah. Well, an objectively bad season. Yeah. There was a few years they weren't, but you know, they would have like 84 wins or 85, but still, but you know, still, I, it's like the worst in 30 years is a mediocre season. No, no, they've been, I mean, I don't know what, you know, and I think without Aaron, Aaron Judge, they would have definitely tanked this year. Uh, yeah. if, if I had a vote for MVP, I'd definitely give it to him. Uh, yeah, for sure. He just kept them going during that stretch in late August, early September yeah. when they were really, when they were really struggling. So, yeah, we'll see. You know, of course, uh, being a Met fan, don't really root for the Yankees. I don't root for the Braves. Yeah. Can't stand the Phillies. Those are the three teams I really fair don't want to deal with. Yeah, fair enough. So, are you a you're a Boston fan of everything? Patriots, I am. Bruins. There's another team. They've they've never sucked. <laughs> you're alive. Yeah. I mean, goodness, goodness gracious, lucky you. You get to see Super Bowls and World Series. You saw Stanley Cup. Yeah, for uh, sure. There was there was an NBA championship that was some time ago, but still the Celtics it was always 2008. Yeah, yeah, they the they Celtics still have, they're still even successful. They've been pretty much in it all the time. Yeah, no, you're right. Now I, I'm surprised, you know, with with all the moves they've made and all the teams, you think that they would I think they would have won it a, a little more recently, but yeah, that that's the thing. Came close this past season, but I just I was surprised they made it as competitive with the Warriors as they did in the finals. I really didn't see them getting past that team. Yeah, the Warriors just seem to be back 
they're not yeah, yeah they, they, they missed a couple years and now they're back and so god bless them so anyway you're from connecticut and i asked you before the show if you ever had a steamed cheeseburger which is like this really cool regional dish that's only found in that part of the yeah. state you said you've had it uh can you describe what it's like is this something you eat or is this sort of like a you have it every now and then sure it's more of an every now and then okay. thing i had really only popular within a very specific sub-region yeah. of the state. And yeah, it's, it's that different from a normal cheeseburger, honestly. It's just, you can tell it's not fried, yeah. much less greasy. And it's, but apart from that, it's pretty much just a normal cheeseburger. Okay, so it's, it's... Just, yeah, it's not anything like, oh my goodness, this is the best cheeseburger I've ever had in my life. Yeah, no, it's just, it really is just a cheeseburger that mm -hmm. isn't fried. Okay. Yeah, one day, one day I'll, I'll try it. I was, uh, I think back in 2017, I was in the area and I was looking for, I mean, I was driving back from, I don't know where I was, I guess I was coming back from uh, Boston, completely forgot about this, this cheeseburger by the time I realized uh, I was about an hour and a half away, so oh. I had to turn around. I was like, oh, goodness. And here I am, you know, over five years later, not going back. Still waiting for another chance. Still waiting for another chance. But, you know, there, there's some good cheeseburgers out here that I have, so I can't complain. And uh, any other, like, really cool regional food out there or anything you, you would recommend somebody getting if they're out in, in that part of the country? Uh, nothing super distinctive. Mm -hmm. I mean... Obviously, from New Haven, we think of ourselves pizza. as the pizza capital of the world. I did have that. I didn't make that mistake. Uh, yeah. yeah. It would have been inexcusable to pass on both that and the steamed cheeseburger. Yeah. Now, a fan of New Haven, you say, are you a fan of the New Haven style? I am. Yeah. No, it's good. I like it. For sure. I like it a lot, and uh, I really enjoyed it when I had it out there. And uh, I know like the, the adventure of the cheeseburger apparently is also in New Haven. It is, yeah, it's yeah. disputed, but there is yeah. Louis Lunch in New Haven. Louis Lunch, yeah, haven't been there yet, and yeah, yeah, that that's the thing. When I take my ballpark trips, I always, uh, you know, obviously go to the ballpark. I I try to hit up these regional places, these famous spots, and uh, yeah, Louis Lunch will be on my list along with the steamed cheeseburger. Really? So hopefully, I do that, and I I do some exercising as well because. Yeah. When, I, when I take these trips, I don't eat well. That's the one thing I hate about taking ballpark trips. Like I just, I need to find like a place. I need to find like a regional food. That's a salad. Yeah. Here's our regional salad. We, we, we add, you know, shrimp to it. I don't know. Yeah. So those are, those are the things I'll look for. So uh, right now we are in the off season of baseball. Are you uh, planning any trips to any sporting facilities soon? Basketball, hockey, Nothing's on my radar. I'm always sort of keeping an eye out, trying to think about that, but no, nothing, nothing immediately okay. planned. All right. I hear you. I hear you. So, well, you know, I, uh, as I wrap up this conversation, uh, what's the one ballpark you'd like to get out to before it's all said and done? Obviously, you said Colorado, but. The one ballpark I'd like to get out to, that is a. Or any stadium, I guess. Let's put it out there. Football, arena. We'll make it a little easier. Tough one, yeah. I, 
I've never really spent much time <laughs> out west in general, so maybe just yeah, I'll cheat and save it, kind of swing and do it. Maybe a few of the California ones at a trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you said you went to Seattle, correct? I did. Yeah, I went spent some time in the Pacific Northwest, but not really anywhere else in that part uh, of the country. You know that that's all you need is I, I I can live out there, the Pacific Northwest. I really like that area. It's just such a different environment from where I grew up and where I live right now. Oh yeah. So yeah, I I, I have I don't... family in Portland, Oregon now. So I've oh, even better, time. Portland, Portland, Oregon. I love that city as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, another town you don't really need a car to get around. You can take their light rail system. Absolutely, so. one of the better public transit systems. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I was I was surprised how efficient it is. Uh, Seattle has one as well. Yeah. It, it, it gets you to where you need to, but it's not as nice as. Portland's and when I was there I think it was like five bucks you can ride it all day long probably a little bit higher now probably yeah. a little bit higher now but still it's uh those are the things that that are nice to see in different cities so Absolutely. anyway well you know Michael I appreciate you coming on here yeah I really appreciate you having me thanks so much yeah thanks a lot so where can people find you on uh Twitter if they want to follow you or just reach out and have a conversation so it's at log necb all right. That's awesome. Okay, Michael, thank you for coming on here and thank you. best of luck to you. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you on Twitter and we'll talk again. Talk again. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. You as well. All right. That, <laughs> that was Michael Garman and uh, he's had the steamed cheeseburger. He grew up outside of, uh, I don't know where he grew up exactly, but Cardine's field and uh, McCoy stadium are just two ballparks that are in Rhode Island. Yeah, they're in Rhode Island. So that that sounds like a young Paul Baker that I was talking to. And and he's part of that generation of Red Sox fans who doesn't know what it's like to be cursed or have bad luck or get disappointed. I mean, he doesn't know what that is. Maybe that will be the Mets one day. Maybe there'll be a generation of Mets fans that will see the team win four World Series in a row, maybe five out of eight. I'll be happy if they just win one. If the Mets can win one more World Series in my life, I'll be, well, eh, maybe a couple more. But, yeah, I don't know what that's going to be like. So, But trust the process. Trust the process. So, yeah, I kind of, you know, Michael, I kind of was like him at one time. You know, you hit the ballparks that that are near you, that you can drive to, that are not too far. Then you start making overnight trips, and then you start making – uh, a little bit longer trips where you're making a vacation out of it. So that's what happens. And and who knows, maybe in a few years, they'll be hitting ballparks on a consistent basis. So uh, best of luck to him. Thank you for coming on the show. And I think we're going to wrap things up today. A little bit of a short episode. Yeah, that's how it is. It just depends what you talk about. I get guys on here that won't stop talking. And there's times that, that I won't stop talking. But I have another person coming on in about 27 minutes. So, yeah, I'm going to make this uh, a quick one. So, guys, thank you for listening, checking out the podcast. I appreciate everyone who uh, enjoys my baseball banter conversations of ballparks, food, beer, and whatnot. And uh, I wouldn't be here if it was was not if it wasn't for you guys. So thanks for checking me out. And on that note, we will talk to you later. Take care.